Come on, y'all, give that man a little love. Give him a little love this morning. Can everybody hear me all right, y'all right out there? Good. Here's the whole deal, man. We're going to have a little fun next week with a new series, and it's called Behind the Music. And seriously, we want you to have some fun. We're going to do all kinds of styles and all kinds of types of music. But the whole deal is for you to have some fun. So turn to somebody and say, I'm going to have some fun. Go ahead and let them know. Good. Because if you don't understand that, in this message, it's going to be hopefully a very encouraging thing to you to go, oh, fun is okay in church, and we can have a joyful spirit. Because I grew up in church, that was not the case. You couldn't laugh. You couldn't dance. We didn't even really sing very much unless it was out of the hymnals very, you know, proper. And we'll talk about that as we go over the series. There's nothing wrong with that, but occasionally, when I was growing up, man, we wanted to loosen up and have a little fun. And today, this band did an amazing job of that, and we're just getting started. So, what are we doing today? We're in a series, one standalone series. And you go, well, Justin, is it really a series? Yes, because you got homework. After this message today, I'm hoping that you will continue to research exactly what we're talking about today. Happened to me this week that I got a New Year phone call. It was from my doctor. I love my doctor. And the whole point of this phone call is because the doctor cares about me and they know it's a new year. And so they say, it's time for a checkup. And so I'm like, thanks for reminding me, but I'm going to be honest with you. I did not go to the doctor when he called me. She's called me three times and left three messages. So Ricky, it's not on your staff, it's on me because I would ignore the phone call and just let it go to voicemail for a couple of reasons. One, I'm not eating right. Can I get an amen on that? And I'm not working out. Can I get an amen on that? And I'm scared to death to go to the doctor for one reason. When I walk in, this is what I see right here. Boom! That will scare anybody because you know when you see this big part right here, when they come in, they go, hey, I hadn't seen you since last year. And you get on there and they go, clink, clink. And she's sliding that thing to the end. Bing! Let's go over one more. You're like, oh, it can be very depressing. But you still go, and I will go this next week. And the reason that I'll go is very simple. Not something very deep, but because I need my prescription refilled. Can I get an amen on that? <laughs> you know, you know the whole reason they're like, hey, man, you got to go. I'm like, why? Because, man, you got to have your prescription refilled. Now, you go, well, Justin, what do you have? Why do you have a prescription? Well, I'm an open book, and here's a picture of me. If you don't know what I have, this is it right here. Y'all figure it out. No, I'm not ugly. There's not a pill for that. It's heartburn, all right? Now, if you don't understand heartburn, I have a little clip for you. Hopefully, lighten you up a little bit. This is my life, and I love bacon. Watch. Traffic is backed up. There's an accident on the freeway that hasn't been cleared yet. The roads are not too bad, but there is a stalled vehicle in the right lane causing a bit of congestion. You might want to... <laughs> When heartburn hits, fight back fast with Tums. Smoothies. Anybody understand?
understand and relate out there this morning. Look, it's a new year, and you know I ain't bad. So if I ain't bacon, ate something else, man, it just come up on me. And I was like, oh, and if I don't have this medicine, I'm in trouble. And speaking of being in trouble, it is time for you also to get a little checkup. Uh, check your prescriptions. Maybe get a refill on this prescription. You go, well, what's the prescription? All right, Proverbs 17, 22. Look at this. A cheerful heart does good like medicine. You've heard that before, but let me give you another translation. Proverbs 7:22 in the Passion Translation. A joyful and cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul. Let's just be honest. Over the last few years, even this past week for me, I'll get into that in a minute, it's been difficult. And we could use some healing. We could use some help for our body and our soul. There's more stress, more tension, more worry, more division, more hurt than ever, including more sickness than ever. And so Jesus reminds us of a couple of things. When you're going through all of that, he gives us a prescription. And then he comes back and even tells us in John 16, he understands where we're at. Because here on this earth, you're going to have not a few, not an occasional, but a lot of trials. So even while you're walking in here and you're trying to get your energy going, part of the reason you're kind of sluggish and you're trying to walk through is because you're possibly going through one of those trials. You're like, man, I don't want to sing that song. I'm not going to get up and stand up. What are y'all doing? You've lost your mind today. I'm, let me just get through the day. I'm hoping you'll give me something I can get on about my business. Because there might just be a little internal grumpy going on, and I can relate to that as well. Because when everything's piling on you and getting on you and all these trials are happening, man, you begin to go, man, I don't know if Jesus even understands. I don't know if I'm going to get through this. But look at what he says. He could have said anything here, but he says, hey, cheer up. What an interesting phrase. Hey, man, lighten up. Cheer up. Why? Because I have overcome anything and everything you brought in this room and the things you even didn't bring in this room. See, the enemy would love to keep you focused on all of the junk. That is why you even struggle coming here today. That is why we struggle on a daily basis is because we wake up, turn on the TV, Go through all of our stuff and start filling it with more junk and more division and more hurt and more pain and Facebook and this and that. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, my gosh. And the enemy's going, just keep focusing on that. Keep focusing on that. But not Jesus. Jesus comes in and he says, I've got a prescription for you. I want you to renew, refill that prescription today. And you go, well, what is that? Just look at Nehemiah. Even in the Old Testament, don't be sad because the joy of the Lord will make you. What's the last word? So do you feel strong today? Or do you just feel like, oh, man, I'm just trying to get through this? This is why for me, when I am going through a difficult, challenging, hard time, I have got to lean into Jesus. And I have got to lean into the joy that comes along with knowing him. And that's not easy. It's a discipline because if I'm not careful, I'll put so much of the junk in my life that there's not enough Jesus and there's not enough joy. And so every day, you and I have a choice to make. We have to take this medicine, and for many of you, you're like, I don't like the medicine, but this is the goal. Take the prescription the Lord is given us. He knows the world we're in, he knows the trouble we're in, and he says, and I got a way for you to feel better. I got a way for you to get through it. Psalm 28, 7, you ready for this? The Lord is my strength and my shield. So when you're leaning into Jesus, he's going to protect you. He's going to give you the strength you need. But we have to trust the medicine works. We have to trust that he is the great physician and he understands. I trust him with all my heart and he helps me. And then look at this. 
and my heart is filled with what? Joy. So this is the thing. Filled with joy. Does that describe you? I mean, when your kids come around, they go, you know what I love about my dad? He's just so full of joy. Man, I love my boss. Man, when he comes in, he is full of joy. Or let me ask you another question. How long has it been since you've heard laughing in your household? I'm talking about from you, from your kids, from whoever in your workplace. When was the last time you heard laughter? Some say, it's not my personality, Justin. You just don't understand. I'm not that way. I'm not like you. I don't have that. I'm not that kind of person. Others say, it's not my job. My job's too serious. I'm overwhelmed. You don't understand what I'm going through. I get it. But here's the challenge. I want you to take an honest look in the mirror. I want you to wake up, look in the mirror, and tell me what you see. Do you see someone who is tired? Do you see someone that is old or looks old? Because guess what? That's what stress does to us all. I found this image very fascinating. You're talking about stress? Abe Lincoln at the beginning of his administration and Abe Lincoln at the end of his administration. How many years was that? Anybody know how, Abe, how long Abe was in the presidency? Four years, that's it. He didn't do two terms. He did one term. And you already know, what did he go through? What was the big stressors? What was the problems going on in his life? The Civil War. So in the midst of all of that, it made this guy turn into that guy. And listen, I don't want to be, and I don't want you to be, a grumpy old man or old woman. Can I get an amen on that? I don't want them people to go like, here he is. When they come into somewhere, they say, what are you doing here? Uh Uh-uh. Remember Saturday Night Live? Anybody know Saturday Night Live? Dana Carvey did a little skit back in the day that I think you can relate to because this is something that most people go, man, I don't want to be that. Watch. I'm old and I'm not happy. I don't like things now compared to the way they used to be. Life was simpler then. There wasn't all this concern about hygiene. In my days, we didn't have Kleenex. When you turned 17, you were given the family handkerchief. <laughs> it hadn't been washed in generations, and it stood on its own. Filled with diseases and swarming with flies. If you tried to blow your nose, you'd get an infection, and your head would swell up and turn green, and children would burst into tears at the side of you, and that's the way it was, and we liked it. Anybody remember that? Anybody grow up with anybody like that? They're like always grumpy, always sitting the negatives, like, ah, that's the way it is, and blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking, man, I get it. There's two things that as I age, I want to keep in my life. Number one, I want to keep my sense of humor. Can I get an amen on that? And I want to keep my hair. That's just personal, okay? Well, at least I can buy new hair. Can I get an amen on that? So listen, you say already, you go, well, listen, that may not be real. No, it's not real. But if you laugh, I got good news for you. When you saw that picture, if you giggled, if when that video was playing, you laughed a little bit, you know what the scientists have figured out? That a hormone actually releases in your body that keeps you younger. And studies show, listen to this, this is the truth. When you talk about scripture being real and does it apply, when you see a proverb that's saying, hey, when you laugh, it's like good medicine. It renews your soul. It gives you the strength you need. Scientists are proving it. Adults only laugh about 15 times a day. But you know what? A child in his youth laughs over 400 times a day. 
And that's why they look so full of life and that's why they're so full of joy is because we begin to let all of this junk overwhelm us. And when it begins to overwhelm us, the joy is zapped out of your life. And the worst part of that is, is that we profess to know Jesus, the Savior of the world, the one who created it, the one who promises to come back, the one who promises never to leave us, the one who promises to help us get through whatever this world throws at us. So here's my challenge. Are you ready? Look for opportunities to laugh. This is what I have to do. This is what my family does. We have a house full of kids who laugh, of people who laugh. We enjoy life. Sure, there's some heavy stuff. Sure, there's times when things are difficult. But in general, even Blake, the newest guy coming into our house, Dayton Hannah, we, he fits in perfect because we're always showing a funny video or walking through something to just get you to laugh. And just recently, we have a little saying in our house, and it's because where I live out in Benton, there is no Wi-Fi, okay? So we have a hard time streaming. We have a hard time watching anything. So we have this movie that came out back in the day that always when this scene comes up, we go, no Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi. We have this running joke in our house. Everybody else thinks, you're out of your mind. But... What gets us in this mood is when we watch a movie and something's funny to us, we kind of hang on to it and bring it back up. Man, you remember this? And so just to get you to laugh a little bit, sometimes when I say look for opportunities, it is in the movies that you watch. And here's one of my favorite clips of all time. This is for my family. You don't get it, sorry. But if it's for you that you need to laugh, and if you're raising teenagers, I promise you, you're going to laugh. Because this is the way it is. No more Wi-Fi. Watch. Daddy and I are making some changes so that we can be happier and healthier. And we're starting with this meal that I prepared. I think it looks great. Doesn't it look good? What is that, grilled cheeses? No, baked, baked tofu. Oh. It's actually really tasty. And the lettuce is so fresh and tasty that you forget how good lettuce tastes on its own without dressing. No, dressing always gets in the way of the natural taste of the lettuce. Yeah. And another thing we've decided is to cut back on all of the electronics we use. Basically, what we're gonna do is get rid of the Wi-Fi and only use the computer what? from 8 to 8.30 at night. How are we gonna go on the computer? We're gonna have a hard line in the kitchen. Yeah, we'll supervise that. You can't do this. You can't take away the Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi, ha ha ha. You don't spend enough time with the family when you're constantly on your iPhone and your computer. And you know, you should, you're only here for five more years. So you won't see me after five years? No, but you won't be living with us. And you should get to know your little sister. You've got the perfect friend right here. I don't want to be friends with her now. I'll be friends with her when she's 20, a normal person. I don't want to hang out with her when I'm in my 20s. You're on the computer too much as it is. You need to get outside more. Do some playing outside. Yeah, you can build things. out. You could build a, a fort outside. What? Yeah, build a fort. Play with your friends and have... Make a fort outside? Yeah. And do what? Have little... Do what in the fort? When I was a kid, we used to build tree houses and play with sticks. Nobody plays with sticks. You and Charlotte can have a lemonade stand. Play kick the can. Look for dead bodies. That's fun. That's fun to do. Get a tire and then just take a stick and run down a street with it. Nobody does that crap. It's 2012. You don't need technology. No technology. Charlotte, put that down. I don't need to be monitored all the time on the computer. 
I don't do anything bad. Nobody said you were bad. I don't do things I'm not supposed to. I don't illegally download music. No. I don't look at porn like Wendy. She is up to no good. She's not allowed to come over here anymore. What's porn? No, she said corn. This isn't turning out the way I wanted it to. I'm not hungry. No computer. Listen to your mom. I need to use it for my homework. She's outplaying us. I know. She's tough. Come on, y'all. All the parents. Can I get an amen somewhere out there? If you've not raised kids in a while, you don't get any of that. But I can promise you, you understand how difficult it is. No Wi-Fi. Put your phones down. Pay attention to what's going on. It's a different world. That movie's in 2012, and I'm thinking, man, has things even progressed since then? But when you laugh and you find something you can laugh at, which to me, there's some funny stuff in there, it keeps you young and healthy. All of the statistics and scientific data is proving what God said is true. So here's the deal. Look for opportunities to laugh. Don't just go through and go, I don't, even, I don't see anything funny. No, look for them. Another way that we do it in our house is we look for stand-up comedians. We look for little clips. You know we've used Sinbad in the past and Michael Jr. and Tim Hawkins and all these. But I found one that everybody recognizes, and he is going to talk about something that most of us can relate to. Once again, raising kids, not just teenagers, but kids from the youngest age, and vacations. See if this makes you laugh. Watch. Last summer, we did our first big family vacation. Well, I should clarify, we went to Disney. Now, if you haven't been to Disney as an adult, just imagine you're standing in line at the DMV. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Actually, it was Orlando in July, so it was kind of like standing in line on the surface of the sun. <laughs> Why would we do this to ourselves? Remember when you were a kid and you'd go on vacation, you'd be like, why is dad always in a bad mood? <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> How can I spend an enormous amount of money, be uncomfortable, and listen to my children complain and whine? <laughs> Disney. Can anybody relate now? Sure, sure you can. If you've ever been to Disney, if you've ever been on vacation, you get it. Now, I know what some of you are saying. I can't afford to go on Disney. That's not funny to me. Let me ask you something. You ever been to McDonald's? This might be funny then. Watch. We lie to ourselves when we eat McDonald's fries. We're like, oh, they're so thin. They couldn't be fattening. <laughs> you ever eat too many McDonald's fries? Of course not. <laughs> There's never enough of them. There's always that moment when you're eating McDonald's fries where you're like, what happened? Where'd they go? <laughs> then you start scrounging for the fry crumbs. You're like, hmm. No, that's just a piece of paper from the straw. <laughs> but it was touching the fries, so. <laughs> Sometimes there's a loose fry in the bag. You know the bonus fry? It's like Jesus is up in heaven. Give him an extra fry. <laughs> He'll pay it forward. Come on, y'all. Isn't that awesome? Good opportunities to laugh. You can say, I have eaten McDonald's. Well, let me prove my statistics to you. Here's a graph that I'm going to put on the screen for you. Laughter is good for your health. These are some of just the benefits that all these doctors and research are now coming up with. And let me just prove it to you. What Jesus said, what Proverbs told us is true.
in 2022. They're going, man, it's good. But I've highlighted one particular one that works for those that eat McDonald's fries like me. Laughter burns calories. Come on, yay! <laughs> so in 2022, your prescription is laugh. There's an even more list. I'll give you some other example. Look at this right here. The health benefits are there, but the mental benefits add joy, zest to life, eases, eases anxiety, relieves stress, improves your mood, social benefits, strengthens relationships. Look at all these things. Enhances teamwork, helps diffuse conflict. All of this is being tr proven by science. If you go look it up online right now and you go, is laughter good for you? You will see study after study and research after research. And 2,000 plus years ago, God was telling us this. He was telling you that this is what as Christians, as believers, you should look for opportunities that make you laugh. Because it is no secret that life is tough and short. I have done more funerals this week than I care to do. I had in my notes by the time I wrote this, I had done two funerals. There were actually four funerals this week alone. And this is why I tell you that life is tough and short. And as I start looking around and I look at people's faces and I look at people that are in the church and you look for people that go, man, I am full of joy. Or you look for people that look miserable. And when I start thinking about how short life is, I'm reminded of James 4 when it says that life is like a fog. You're only here for a little bit and then it goes away. And then when you stand up at someone's funeral and you begin to talk about them, here's what blows my mind. Is I begin to say, tell me about your family member. Tell me about your life. Tell me about what's going on. You would be shocked at how many people just go, well, they were hard workers. Well, what did y'all do for fun? Did you ever enjoy anything? I really can't think of anything. I'm telling you now, there's a prescription that is being written for you today. Look for opportunities to bring laughter into your office, into your home, into your life. And give yourself permission to enjoy the life that God has blessed you with. When I researched in Scripture of this whole idea of Proverbs and this idea of the joy of the Lord is our strength, and that the world has all these troubles, but cheer up. Jesus has given us the strength to overcome it all. Here is the key. And if you go, well, is there anything to unlock this? Is there anything to help me with this? Because, man, I struggle in this area. Yes. In looking this up in Scripture, I found something very interesting. In the Old Testament, if an enemy wanted to defeat someone, there was one critical thing they had to do. And that was cut off their water supply. So what they would do was, is they would find the city that they were going to attack, and they would begin to fill all of the wells on the outskirts of town with sand and rocks and debris, so that the whole water source would be cut off to that entire village. And as a result, you are done. If you don't have water, you can't survive. And then when you look in Genesis 26, 18, you will see this exact key to us moving forward in 2022. Abraham had done many wells. Y'all know Abraham, right? Had many sons and many sons and father Abraham. He's the guy who had it all started. And so he had this amazing ability, dug all these wells to bring life into the villages. But after he died, the enemy, the Philistines, right? They filled the wells with sand. Because they knew, okay, Abraham's gone, man. If we can take them out, we'll just fill these sands. I mean, put the sand in there, fill these wells, and it's over. But his son Isaac, you remember Isaac? You remember his son he was going to sacrifice? You remember this whole idea 
that Isaac, the chosen one, the one that's going to come in and remind us all that God loves us and he meets our needs and he's here for us and that he's going to be there in the last minute, but can we worship him? Can we trust him? When Isaac was able, he went back and he dug those wells again. So when Isaac got in power, when Isaac got in his authority, he knew we're in trouble unless I unclog the wells. The name Isaac actually means, you ready for this? One who laughs. You don't think God was trying to tell us thousands of years ago? And as he goes through Proverbs, he goes through the joy of the Lord in the New Testament and Nehemiah and all of these different references that you and I have a tendency to get clogged up. And today, on this particular issue, particularly in the church, we need to unclog your well. You need to dig all of this junk out that you filled in so that laughter can be free in your house again. And the joy of the Lord can fill your house. So you can look for laughter and joy in anything and everything as opposed to what the enemy loves to get us to do. Something goes wrong, man, we just spiral, we lose our mind, we start cussing like a sailor. I ain't talking about anybody in here. And they start getting mad and their whole family runs to their rooms and they're scared and I can be just like you. So who is he talking to today? Who is he preaching at? Me. And hopefully you. Because today is a reminder. Remember how to laugh. Remember Job? Everything going wrong in his life? I mean, it's just a bad situation. Look at Job 8.21. And he will once again fill your mouth with laughter. When I found that, I thought about, man, when you've gone through a hard time, and all of the sand gets piled on and you begin to clog up your wells, God, we need you to once again fill our mouths with laughter. We need you to fill us with joy so that your kids, so that your coworkers, so that your friends go, man, the one thing, when you stand up at their funeral, go, man, they knew how to have a good time. They knew how to look for the funny in situations that everybody else thought wasn't funny. Man, they had the joy of the Lord. When they walked into the room, it lit up, and they could laugh. And man, our house was full of laughter. Man, our workplace was full of laughter. Because they understood, man, I need my mouth to be filled with laughter once again. Now, one other illustration I don't have in my notes, but I have it in my head, and I'll share it with you. You remember when Jesus pulled in all those little children, and he told the disciples, unless you become like a little child, how many times does a child laugh a day? Over 400. How many times does an adult laugh? Maybe 15. Unless you become like a little child, a little child has full trust, looks for the joy, has a good time, and enjoys the life that he's been blessed with or that she's been blessed with. And the whole point, all I'm telling you is, is let the Lord once again fill your mouth like a little child to see the joy to experience the laughter. I know with this, when I hear Angie getting tickled, I cannot help but get tickled myself. She will begin to laugh. She's watching a TikTok or some video, and it's usually with a donkey in it. Y'all know that. Pray for me. 
or an animal. For some reason, her is animal videos. She just gets tickled and starts laughing and having a good time. And I'm telling you, the saying is true, laughter is contagious. I can also tell you that if I'm doing a funeral, and it's real heavy, and it's real just, oh, the way that you break that up, the way that you try to get people is you try to tell funny stories, as many as you can. Why? Because as soon as laughter breaks out in the room, even a funeral room, it begins to lift the tension. And I am telling you, Jesus, the Word of God is true, and it applies to us. Let's unclog the wells and pray, Jesus, help me fill my mouth with laughter again. And as we wrap up and get ready to walk out of here, I got one more for you. I started with doctors, you know, because I'm going to the doctor. Ricky, I'm coming this week. I promise you, I'm going to be there. Hopefully, I'll be two more pounds down. I'm trying to weigh down a little bit more. But when we walk in and you start talking to doctors, this is a pretty good clip from another comedian by the name of Brian Reagan. You might remember him, but I think all of us have been to the doctor and all of us can relate to this. And maybe... Once again, you can look for the laughter and find it right here. Watch. So I go to my regular doctor, and he's like, what's going on? I said, you tell me. Just above my right knee, there's a little area about three inches up. It's about the size of a fist. That's where it doesn't hurt. <laughs> and it feels very peculiar. Do you have a pill that can make everything else feel like that? I want a everything else like that pill. My doctor looked at me and said, Brian, you are way too sedentary. So I vowed in that moment to get a dictionary. But I haven't gotten around to it, you know, just been laying around the house. Or is it lying around a house? <laughs> Doctors specialize, right? Last month, I went to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Last week, I went to an arch of the foot, small of the back, nape of the neck doctor. <laughs> I have fallen arches, my small's too big, and I have a trick nape. It's weird. In the human world, there's a doctor for every body part, but in the animal world, a veterinarian takes care of all animals and all their parts. It's got to be the hardest job in the world. Where are the bighorn sheep knee doctors? The wildebeest gastroenterologists. The giraffe throat, throat, and throat doctors. Come on, y'all. You needed it today, didn't you? I hope you got it because I'm telling you, we all need it. Nehemiah says again, do not be sad, man, because the joy of the Lord will make you strong. That is my prayer for you today, man. That is the prescription God has written, not just for you and me, but for everyone. So share the video, share with other people, man, just to encourage them because, man, we need it at this time in the world. And here's the good news for you. This prescription is constantly refilled. He wants you to have it over and over and over again. But look for him, seize it, and trust him with it. Would you pray with me? God, I thank you for your son Jesus, and I thank you for the power of laughter. I thank you that you put in your scripture 
a prescription for us to be able to enjoy life. And it really does come down to us looking for opportunities to laugh and trusting that you are involved in those details. Man, the world can throw a lot at us, but man, there's a lot of funny too. And in the process of all those funny moments and those silly moments with everything else weighing us down, help us to not take life so seriously that we miss those moments. I love you and I thank you for this church. I thank you that we can do this. I thank you that we can laugh, that we can be challenged, that we can be reminded of who you are and what your word says. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for never giving up on us. And thank you for caring enough about us to give us a way to make it through this crazy world we're in. Until you return again, Jesus, help us to know you, to follow you, to trust you, and to learn to laugh. Lord, if there's someone that doesn't know you, I pray, Lord, they wouldn't get hung up in religion and get caught up in all the other stuff. They would simply have a simple faith of a child and say, Jesus, I trust you. I need you to come into my life. I don't understand it all, but I know you're bigger than me, and you can handle my stuff, and I am bringing it to you, and I want you to come into my life and change me. And I'm going to do my best, Jesus, to follow you. And, Lord, when we pray that, when we are sincere about that, just like a child, God, you come in and you save us and give us a fresh start. So let this year, 2022, be a fresh start, a new beginning, full of joy, full of laughter, walking with Jesus on a daily basis. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can I get an amen somewhere? Come on, one time. All right, now get out there and go look for the laughter. Have a good time, dude. I love y'all. Thank you for being here. Enjoy the day. And one last thing, go Cowboys. Peace.